Welcome back, everyone, to the Lost and Found podcast. My name is Arshpreet. And I am Navi. And guess what? This is our first in-person episode. I know. I'm so <laughs> excited. I don't have to look at you through, like, a computer screen. I know. Screen. I don't have to have my Zoom freeze in the middle of a session. <gasps> That's happened to you? I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. My Wi-Fi is really bad, so. Mine is, too. And so. Yeah, and you can always hear your roommates in the background. Actually, yeah, I always text them. Like, I'm like, hey, like, I'm going to record a podcast in my closet. But it still happens. So hopefully the sound is good. Let us know. Um, We'll find out. We are so excited for this podcast episode. Yeah. Do you want to explain what we're doing? Yeah, okay. So hopefully um, we have heard about, like, the internet sensation kind of thing that... I don't know. Did it go viral on TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Okay. I think. So people, I hope you know that there's a card game called We're Not Really Strangers. Mm. So... I thought that it would be really great if we could start off our podcast, you know, every once in a while with a little um, deep question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a self-reflective Yeah. And question. so we do the work while we record the podcast and then mm-hmm. people that are listening can, you know, follow along. Mm-hmm. And like, I think these questions, I really like where it was drawn to the self-reflection edition because um, I think that kind of encompasses like what we were talking about in episode Mm -hmm. one of like where we want to go with the podcast Mm -hmm. and then what we were talking before like when we were setting up our podcast yeah and like what questions and what kind of episodes we want to do yeah or like like what do we want to achieve by putting this podcast out there right like yeah are we really just sitting here talking into a microphone for the fun of it or like what are we trying to gain from this yeah and um i really like the idea of people listening answering these questions on their own time as well because maybe i'm just crazy but when i listen to podcasts sometimes i will like answer like whatever like i'll listen to like podcasts about where they'll explain like a dilemma someone is having and then Mm -hmm. and then i will like pause the podcast and be like give my answer to no one okay i'm just sitting there alone and and then i'll like press play and i'll listen to like what mm-hmm, they said mm-hmm. or like just, just go along with their conversation and like put your two cents yeah. in too yeah i always feel like i'm sitting there with everyone yeah when and i'm I, not i'm going 120 on highway <laughs> one or something <laughs> but like that's what i like about having podcasts because like you can put them in your car and you, you can create that space where you're having a conversation with your friends even mm-hmm. though we're like two people on the internet and mm-hmm. someone is listening to us god knows where going 120 on the highway yeah exactly <laughs> but um yeah so i think the that's why i chose the self-reflection edition one because mm-hmm. um, i feel like our answers are going mm-hmm. to be a little bit similar but like also very different because of our life experiences oh for sure and then people that are listening will also like you know a little bit similar but like be able to relate and then mm-hmm. have their different yeah Um, i think it'd be interesting for people to see how their answers differ mm -hmm. from ours and then this is literally like encompasses what lost and found is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we have one card picked out already Mm -hmm. that we feel confident in answering the question that's on it um not really confident but i was just like oh this is interesting so yeah i I also don't feel confident yeah (laughs) 
we're gonna get yeah. raw yeah so if a lot of people for those of you that don't know um you don't necessarily have to buy like the entire card game or the decks there's different expansion packs so there's like a breakup one healthy relationships um so you can play this with anyone uh yourself um your friends family i think and also like your ex or even like your current partner too there's mm. like there's different packs so you don't necessarily have to have like the original card game you can just buy these packs as well which is mm. what we did yeah. so you have a deck um can you imagine playing this game with your ex oh my god um <laughs> with a brown boy hmm no i don't know <laughs> there would be yelling there, there would, would, be, would yelling. be yelling yeah yeah Okay, so Archpreet and I have picked out one card that we either think is interesting or like mm. we want to know the answers about, mm. and then there's the rest of the deck that mm. we'll just go through. And if we want to not uh, not answer, can we like pass it, or what do you think? No, let's not. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Raw, unfiltered. Yeah, emotions. unless it's one of the red cards. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. I bought right. it, so you get to go first. <laughs> I bought it, so you Okay, yeah, yeah, the logic there is great. Um, okay, so my card says, what did the people who raised me teach me about love? What lessons do I want to keep, and what do I want to challenge? Oh, man. <laughs> Just start <laughs> What with... do the people who raised me teach me about love? Okay, well, first of all, the people who raised me were my dad, my grandma, who is my dad's mom. Okay. Um, who's not with us anymore, unfortunately. But um, and then also my mom. And yeah, what did they teach me about love? I think my mom has really taught me just how like unconditional love is. And I don't know if I've really felt that from any other person in my life. Mm-hmm. Which, but I feel like that's such a mom thing, you know, it is. like yeah. to be unconditional. Um, not, not so much a dad or a grandma thing, apparently. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, people have different experiences with, um, different Mm -hmm. parents. And I think, I think if you, at this point, if you're an adult and you don't have like, uh, like problems with your parents from time to time, like that's a little weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has their issues with their parents. Right. But I don't know. What did my dad teach me? I don't know. My dad taught me that people have different forms of showing you that they love you. You know what I mean? Like, my dad's way of showing me that he loves me is by cleaning out my car and filling up my car with gas. Yeah. And um, my mom's way of saying sorry to me is by making me dinner, mm-hmm. but not uttering a word, not ever saying the word sorry, but just be- by making me dinner, you know? Yeah. It's things like that. It's like... You kind of have to step outside of what you want in that moment or how you want that person to apologize to you or to show that they love you and see that they're doing it in their own way, especially when it comes to immigrant parents, you know, like they haven't they haven't gone to therapy. If anything, they hate the idea of therapy. They think it's like some horrible thing that's going to end up on your quote unquote record and people are going to be able to see that and judge you based on that for the rest of your life right Mm -hmm. so they haven't had to they haven't had that experience you know a lot of them haven't had the time to self-reflect like the way that we do Mm -hmm. you know a lot of them haven't been able to book out a room and you know set up a microphone and sit across from one of their really good friends and talk about their their lives like this there it's always been 
about survival and about putting food on the table and making mm-hmm. sure that your family's okay. And I think that there's so much power in that. And I that's something that I really look up to my parents for. So I, I guess I'd say that for what did they teach me about love? What lessons do I want to keep? I don't know. I mean, there's so many things that I want to keep, like the way that my dad parented my siblings and I, I think is is pretty different from the way like other brown kids were parented like yeah my dad made it a point to never hit us ever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my grandma on the other hand <laughs> <laughs> she was a different story but yeah. um but yeah like i think that i would never i that's not something i would want for my kids and this is like kind of a controversial topic like a lot of people are like very much okay with hitting their yeah, kids yeah. i i could never and then what do I want to challenge? I think I just want to challenge. I mean, there's so many things that I want to challenge. Like, I guess I want to challenge unconditional love versus conditional love. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't say that I'm confident that my dad's love for me is unconditional. You mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. sometimes it feels very fucking conditional. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's just coming from my side. You know, if, if, if maybe I sat down with my dad here and asked him, mm-hmm. it might be a different story. But I don't know. I feel like it's hard to talk about, like, because what would I want to challenge? A lot of the ways that I've grown up, like, I've grown up in a household where it was really important to be an obedient child. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. being obedient in the outside world or in the real- in our reality doesn't necessarily um, Mean success. Help, ha- help us get into, mm-hmm. like, healthy relationships or uh, make meaningful connections if anything it just makes people walk all over you and you end up becoming a people pleaser right Mm -hmm. so i guess that's what i would want to challenge is like this notion of being an obedient child is like the only um, child that's worth loving Mm -hmm. you know or Mm -hmm. and and there's so many different things but that's like one thing i would think i'd want to challenge I like that though. I there's a lot that I can relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only thing that I would um, mention of like what I'm now seeing um, and realizing is like for our parents, their conditional love may for us it may come across as conditional, Mm -hmm. and for them, their definition is that oh, this is my unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just practicing those kind of boundaries where mm-hmm. it just comes to, this is just the love that they right. have the capacity to show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's also like, because like I've, like, I think we've all said this at one point to our parents, but like something along the lines of like, you don't love me, yeah. right? We've yeah. said something along the lines of that to our parents when we're fighting with them. And for me, I've noticed just how angry it's made my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, just saying that. Because cause I feel like that anger just shows you that they, that they love you. Like, they no matter what. You. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. like, because in their head, they're like, how dare you say that? I don't love you. Like, I do X, Y, Z for you, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But, like, then it goes back to love languages again, right? And it's yeah. just like, yeah. how do you feel loved versus how does someone show you that love Mm -hmm. okay Uh, my question is what have my past relationships taught about my taught me about myself Mm -hmm. good and bad okay (laughs) okay so what has it taught you about yourself um 
Or do you want to do bad first? Or do you want to do good first? I think I'll just do a mishmash of mishmash, like both okay. of them. Yeah. Okay, so what have my past relationships taught me about myself? I think sometimes I know maybe with like the past two relationships, um, I get very like clouded. Mm-hmm. Like my perception of okay. my perception of I don't know, just I don't know if it's if it's life Mm -hmm. or the things that i'm capable of but like i just get really warped and like i'll Mm -hmm. get tunnel vision and for the person for the person Mm -hmm. and i tend to put all of my feelings and can like my experiences or my troubles i put them like to the side i know Mm -hmm. you're nodding your head and you're like (laughs) like bitch yes you realize this now no 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 no. i i'm nodding because i i relate to it yeah and i feel like because i care so much about this person Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god i love you um like they are what matters to me right now Mm -hmm. and like their problems their issues if they're feeling sad like i would try to do Mm -hmm. so much for them to make them feel better do you feel like you neglect like other parts of your life or other relationships that you have with people sometimes and i think that's what i'm trying to like Mm. check in more with whether that's like my mom or my siblings like my sister's in ottawa so like it's harder to like have those interactions with her um i would say i take like okay so like going back with the tunnel vision part Mm. i feel like i neglect myself in that Mm. way because i'm always like okay because i have those people pleasing tendencies that i'm trying to unwork with Mm. my past relationships i've definitely learned that like boundaries are so important Mm -hmm. and what kind of boundaries like physical space like i don't always have to text you where i'm going Mm. or like what my schedule is every single moment of the day Mm. um that overwhelms me because i feel Mm. like you're overbearing Yeah, yeah yeah right um i know that i'm very resilient so Mm-hmm. that's something that i've learned in like all aspects of my life i think mm-hmm. um what's a good thing that you've learned about yourself <laughs> um i i just love to love mm, i and can tell that like that about you yeah like i just i just want you to be in a good space Mm. and whatever you want to achieve in life or anything like i'm gonna be there for with you and for Mm. you like 100 percent whether that's like an idea that may not go very well or very Mm. far or very successful if it's something that you're passionate about i'm gonna try to help you with it in a way right i think the bad thing that i have learned or like those relationships have taught me is that um i give a lot of second chances Mm -hmm. and i think that goes with like the whole when i'm like not in love with someone but like when i'm you know like when i have strong feelings for someone or i'm with someone Mm -hmm. um i kind of neglect all those red flags and i focus on like the good things and the good feelings and i hold on to it like a lot yeah 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 and then i give them way too many second chances Mm. and then there's always that point where you come and you're like you need to stop like you know like you're hurting yourself where i come yeah (laughs) like i remember one time you were like this is hurting you more than it is like helping you Mm -hmm. and you're like you need to see it from like your perspective so that's something that like well for me it hurts me to like have to watch you give some dusty so many second chances okay (laughs) 
but yeah all right thank you is that all is that all your yeah okay next card oh my god next card i'm nervous (laughs) okay what do i need help with currently who can help me how can i help myself well fuck (laughs) (laughs) holy shit Okay. okay what do i need help with currently i think i just need help like sometimes i wish i had like a life coach but not really like a life coach like you know how in um elementary school they there were like guidance counselors yeah or they like even in high school they had guidance <laughs> yeah i feel like i need a guidance counselor <laughs> right what? now because like because there's just like so many things i want to do with my life right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm, and i feel you yeah and it's so easy to just sort of get so caught up in the idea of doing them that you don't actually ever do them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so i wish i had like a guidance counselor to be like to like Narrow lay down. out like my life for me yeah be like okay now you should do this and now you should do this but yeah I, like i was saying i think i just wish i had someone to really help me draft out like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the next couple years of my life is gonna look like because i have no fucking clue um who can help me if there are any guidance counselors listening to this, no, I'm joking. Realistically, who can help me? Myself, because I'm I know what I want yeah. for my life. Like no one else knows, right? So how could they help me? You know, sometimes I think to myself, like, am I just being so hyper independent because I feel like I can't depend on other people? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that might be, you know, a bit of why mm-hmm. I feel like that, but. Um, yeah, how can I help myself? By just, like, sitting down and figuring my shit out. Mm-hmm. Figuring out what is it that I want to do. How am I going to do it? You know, sort of plan out the steps. And, yeah. It's kind of there. like those, like, making the vision board a little bit more, like, specific. practical and specific. Yeah. And just sitting down and, like, working yeah. backwards. Because, like, a vision board is so... It's like, here are a bunch of pictures or things that symbolize the things that you want to achieve, but there's no clear outline of, here's the first step, here's the mm-hmm, second step, mm-hmm. here's the third step, blah, 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 blah. Here's what you do when you hit a roadblock, you know? Because mm-hmm. when I hit a roadblock, I just sort of give up. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I feel right. that. I feel See that. your turn. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, what am I putting off that feels important and why am I avoiding it? Oh, okay. This, okay. This thing that I've been avoiding, I feel like I'm in a creative rut right now. Mm -hmm. I don't really know where to go. Mm -hmm. So when a couple years ago, like when I first started taking my writing, like a little bit more seriously and like being consistent with, um, the, my writing and content creation, it was amazing. It was great. And it was a coping mechanism because I was going through so many, like, weird experiences. That's going to sound odd. Like, just, like, I went through a bad breakup and Mm -hmm. then I got into, like, another toxic relationship and, like, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? And you kind of know the timeline of, like, where I'm talking about. Uh, Yeah. So the writing came from a very, like, vulnerable and specific Mm -hmm. um, space in life. Mm -hmm. And... um, and I used writing as a way to like heal and like be better and stuff, right? So I made a goal a while ago. I don't know if I told you, but I was like, I wanna publish a book, like mm-hmm. self-publish or um, write a poetry book. 
And I told myself, I want to do that before I'm 30. And then my sister was like, anyone can fucking do that. Like, why are you doing, why are you saying 30? Like, you're never going to do it then because 30 is like so far off. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, by the time I'm 25, I want to. I'm 25 now. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't, I haven't ridden in so long. Mm -hmm. And I feel really... I don't know scared because at first I was like I'm a perfectionist and I want only the best piece of my piece of my work to be in this book mm. and then I was like okay Navi like that's a bit too much because look at other people like they've published so many books mm. and each one is better than the next so it can be like a more of like a stepping stone of progress mm. so I know it feel it is important to me because I've always wanted to do it mm. and I know that it is just like one like it would just be amazing to like hold my own yeah piece of writing yeah, yeah, yeah. and share it with everyone else right. i feel like that's such a power move right like to have my own <laughs> like name here's on something. my book i autographed it no yeah. like, i signed it for i you. signed it for I you. Autographed it for and you. I, I don't know why i'm avoiding it because at first like um when i was like done school and i was like in between like jobs and stuff i was like mm-hmm. okay like i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna write mm-hmm. never did that mm-hmm. and i i don't know why i'm avoiding it what I don't do you know. well you mentioned that you feel scared so i feel scared that there. my work isn't good enough right but right, right. that's right. just me like i'm my biggest critic everyone is everyone, there I know. everyone I know. is there i don't know if critic. i and i don't know like all of i know these are like all the my all my worries my fears yeah i can logically like ask someone like my mm-hmm. friends have like self-published books i'm sure they can help me i know someone that can illustrate mm-hmm. um pick like the drawings for it mm-hmm. and um all of that is just the actual practice of like sitting Mm. down and writing from Mm. a different space and time Mm. where I'm not naive little nubby heartbroken over a guy Mm. that I thought I would love and marry now I'm in a different spot Mm. I'm like what if I don't have things to write about anymore yeah I totally feel like like I don't want my entire book to be about heartbreak and Mm. mental health and like all that kind of stuff there's so many other aspects yeah I just we'll talk about like I guess what yeah. inspires you beyond that like things like nature I feel like yeah. can be really moving yeah as well and um and I think it's important to keep in mind that everyone's first draft sucks ass yeah so you need to just write <laughs> yeah like really the only way to become a better writer is to just keep fucking writing yeah like I've got 40 pages and then my goal is to write mm-hmm. 100 pages and then see if I need I want to like mm. add more or take out some of the poems that like I don't like or mm. draft different versions of it. Mm. So and so like just try pages. like writing every day as more of like a discipline practice rather mm. than to write something good. Okay, don't yeah. write with the intention of writing something good. Write with the intention of fucking writing. writing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, now my turn. Yes. Okay, this is gonna be the last question for me. Okay. How would I describe my relationship with myself in one word? Hmm. I was gonna say tumultuous. Because I think, I think. Who's the fucking English major? Jesus. Tumultuous. (laughs) Anyways, I think that, you know, sometimes it's pretty good, you know, but I think other times I can be really hard on myself. And my therapist also pointed that out on me, like, that Mm -hmm. that I'm really hard on myself. And I don't know, I guess it's just like, 
I guess a part of me knows that I have the ability to like achieve what I want to, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, that's a sense of confidence right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But then I guess I am hard on myself when I don't like follow through on that or mm-hmm. I don't get to where I want to be. It's like so demoralizing and it feels like what is the point of even trying? Like, am I even get going to get to a place where I want to be? But, you know, when when I pull myself out of that, there's a lot in my life to be grateful for. Like, especially just the people in my life and, like, the connections that I've made with other people. And Yeah. And, yeah. So I think that's why I would say it's tumultuous. I think sometimes, like, I really like the person who I am and there's not much of myself I would change. Um, but But there are definitely things that I think you can grow. I, I want to work on, you know? In. Yeah, of um, course. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, so, so relatable. So. Yeah, I'm sure everyone goes through that. I appreciate you for being vulnerable as fuck. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone goes... Like, I don't, like, sit there every day and think, like, all those negative thoughts. I think it obviously just comes to me in mm-hmm. a certain moment in time, mm-hmm. which is, I which feel is like, fine, very natural. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is... Wow. Like, I feel like all of our cards have, like... It was just, like... Uh, like, connected somehow? Yeah, yeah, connected somehow. Okay, so mine is, what's one small step I can take today towards a goal that feels out of reach? Mm. And that is, like, literally connected right. to, like, the last thing. Um, I think I'm going to take your advice mm-hmm. and maybe, like... Uh, remember... Okay, hold on. Remember the time where I was just obsessed with notebooks? Mm-hmm. and like literally and i think like two birthdays in a row like everyone just gave me notebooks <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like yeah. aesthetically looking i'm pretty sure i gave you no, yeah 100 yeah, yeah. i think you gave me two i have them i still have oh, them yeah some okay. of them are like half empty or whatever right yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think what i would probably do is like dedicate one of those notebooks to just like writing in every single day mm-hmm. and like writing like good poems bad poems just like getting into the mm-hmm. habit of just writing every single day so like mm-hmm. taking a prompt and just like writing whatever i can mm-hmm. as many poems as i can with it can i ask you something do you feel like when you write do you write with the intention of writing a poem or just with the intention of writing because i feel like maybe if you wrote with the intention of just writing it might start off as you know just like a passage that turns into a poem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think i have to. i don't really know what your process is no so. that's 100 percent true i think sometimes um i write with the intention of making it look like a poem already from the get-go mm. so i think it's just like undoing like that practice and right, that habit right, yeah. and just writing like sentences or mm. short form or mm. bullet form changing it from like a different perspective and i think mm. just making it more fun mm. and trying something new because i think that will definitely help my creative process yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah i think that's that's good so thank you and yeah you're welcome um okay so with is, yeah. that being said um i think we're going to leave our listeners with those couple questions that mm. we posed to each other mm. um you know, this would be a great way for you to like pause the podcast and as Arshpreet 
yeah. yells at herself in the car <laughs> to do the same as well. Yeah. Um, I think this could be something that I really like these questions, and yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. could make this into something like not that we do like every single podcast episode yeah. or like you know once in a while. It'd be cool to have like a guest on, yeah, and have their like their yeah answers and stuff too. Yeah. yeah so if you want to be a guest on our podcast mm-hmm. in person or over virtual um hit us up and if you think that there's someone that's a good fit that should be on this podcast Mm -hmm. let us know as well our socials are as follows okay our socials are laf audio on instagram and the laugh pod at gmail.com feel free to give us any feedback that you might have and again you know feel free to slide in our dms and let us know if you like to be on our podcast because and, we're always looking for people. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Season two is going to be hopefully a lot of guests. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you when we see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.